press the bell icon on YouTube and don't miss another update. Namaste viewers, welcome to Jaipur Dialogue USA. Today we are going to talk about a subject matter which is nothing to do with politics or religion. But eventually, as the saying goes, it's the economy is stupid. And we are going to talk about that. The subject of Indian unicorns becoming so successful in the Indian context that it is attracting attention from all over the world, including a news report that said that, you know, a study compiled by a professor Ilya Strebulov from a professor of finance from Stanford University reported that uh, she was the University of uh, Graduate School of Business, that, that out of 1,078 founders across 500 US unicorns, 90 were of Indian origin. That's a pretty significant number, that 90 of the 1,700 founders of 500 unicorns were of Indian origin. And that is the question that people often ask. What's happening in India? There are very interesting data there too. That in 2013, India had no unicorns. Today, India has more than 54 unicorns. And if an RBI report said that there are almost 100, that's quite a remarkable progress. Let's talk about it. Unicorns. <coughs> and uh, you know more about it with Aditya Satsangi, who has been on our, on this show several times. And Adityaji, welcome to the show. You are yourself, although you are not a unicorn in the Indian, in the, in the definition of unicorn, but you are one of those founder technology guys in the company who sold his business for a successful amount. And you are a founder of a publishing company and an entity called Satology, completely redefining Hindu way of life. And bringing out the truth. So you even coined the phrase, coined the word "sathology." It's a new word. Uh, right. You know, the congratulations for doing that. Let's talk about it. You, you know, it's it's the economy is stupid and uh, the rise of Indian unicorns. This subject matter is very dear to me. As we go along, we'll talk more. But your thoughts on the fact that 2021 has in seven to eight years, a very interestingly coinciding with Modi's coming to power. No, absolutely. I, I in uh, you know I I myself uh, uh, been the startup area. We were awarded many times in San Diego also, and uh, the the intellect of Indians is also rooted in the culture of India, Sanatan Dharma, and that's why you'll see that very successful unicorns are launched by Indians financially stable now these are things nobody knows the indian unicorns are financially stable financially well managed and well organized most of the other unicorns you need a lot of support and help from the uh, funding partners but the indian unicorns have uh, you know i will give credit to our communities uh, that indian unicorns are very stable unicorns and they have become the the preferred unicorns for the VCs also. So whenever an Indian is seen, 
they know that the company will be well managed this is the kind of feeling we have and i think 90 is a wrong number in uh, which the stanford university said is 15% of 1075 15% okay so 15% of 1075 it is almost almost 180 180 right. uh, unicorns in the us fund led by the indian entrepreneurs and uh, in india obviously it is all indians and india is the number 3 now Yes. So number one, I, I actually call it number two because I completely reject Chinese uh, unicorns because most of the Chinese unicorns are funded by the state. And so it is really not a unicorn in definition because it is a, like a, uh, in India, we call them public sector utilities, PSUs. <laughs> so Chinese unicorns and I, with due respect, I have some very good Chinese American friends. They've done a wonderful job in the US, but in the China, you cannot have a unicorn because of the financial system is is everything is chinese communist party and everything is chinese communist party that's the beginning and the end and i'll also take the name of some of the very one of my some of my favorite names actually uh, one of them was uh, moglix yes moglix was a one one of the ones and grofers one of the favorite ones and uh, and uh, the 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 good thing about the uh, you know, we, I also want to tell these Americans also that they don't have to be jealous of Indians doing that because ultimately uh, these unicorns are producing jobs in the U.S. also. Yeah, most of the 90 unicorns founded by, I'll say, 15% of these unicorns founded by Indian origin uh, entrepreneurs. Now, those people are employing almost four to 5,000 Americans right now. And, and that is just the beginning. Uh, and I'm not even counting the Indian well-established firms who are employing more than 200,000 Americans now. And that is just three or four firms data I'm saying. So the, the success, uh, you know, I feel, and uh, I'm myself part of it, like you said, that the success is because of the background of Sanatan Dharma that we bring forward. And Satology can be a very big unicorn if more and more people join us and make it successful as a premier education platform for the world. We are talking about Indian successes. We'll talk about the American unicorns later. All right. So the subject is Indian unicorns. And in India, which is very satisfying for me, I'll tell you the reason. I mean, I, it's not about self-promotion. But when I had been going to India, we were talking systematically about innovation and entrepreneurship. And there was a time when India was besotted with the bureaucracy and everything was lethargic. Nobody was taking decision. Now, in our, definitely, in our work at Human Potential Project, it's all about that. How do you innovate? How do you create? How do you create moments of success for individuals working in the companies and otherwise? And this question always came up that how come Indians are doing so well in America? Where are Indian Apple? Where is Indian Google? Where is Indian technology brilliance? Whereas all the people are here. What I am particularly delighted about is the rise of Indian unicorns is changing. The social and political structure of the country will eventually change. Because there is one very important factor, apart from the financial success, 
one thing we know that Indian Indian uh, economy is the biggest market in the world after China or the USA with 1.3 billion people. And you can create the demand, entrepreneurship, by just fulfilling the demands of people in that country, right? That's what is important. And the rise is happening across the board, from AI to crypto to healthcare to fintech, which is the largest, of course, retail. All the segments of the economy are, the demands are being met by these new companies. And it's, it's important to bring about the concept of uh, you know, Unicorn. They have a valuation of a billion dollars and they are not publicly listed. The number of them that have gone public is another issue. So what? how do you see this happening? What happened that from a 2013 data of zero Unicorns, today we are over 54, 70 or 80 of them. That is trades away from zero billion to sixty billion or seventy billion. Two hundred eighty. Two hundred eighty. It's it's a huge thing. Think about the economic impact, and I'll tell you one thing more here for your. But, but on Sanjay Gandhi, uh, Sanjay Dixitji's uh, Jaipur dialogue, I have said this many times that Prime Minister Modi has to work in the next two years, ensure that Indian youth attains its it's full dividends, the demographic dividend. And for that, one need not be worried about job, but creating jobs. That's what is the wealth creation. Your thoughts on that? So you correctly said, the see, the it's around $290 billion is the total wealth they have created. And, uh, in, in, and it all started with the new government of Narendra Modi. Uh, because before that, also, the unicorns were building up, like many were registered, but the license Raj system continued till 2014. Mm-hmm. In fact, from mm-hmm. 2017 onwards, you see the real growth, not before that. And I had the show with one of the founders uh, earlier, and I was discussing with him. See, the, 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 the registration of companies in India, the company law, you know, you, you must have studied the company law right. of India right. was so archaic was that the wealth creators are bad. Businessmen are bad. The old socialistic policies. But since 2017 onwards, uh, that kind of conception has failed. And I will thank the Americans also for spearheading the startup movement in the U.S. Like practically every city had a startup movement and which was copied over by by copied or said inspired that inspired the indians who were moving from here to india to start those kind of movements in bangalore bangalore has a and mumbai has the largest expatriate population and they are the ones who started copying one of my friends in in parel he started a huge firm and he's part of the unicorn now and uh, the 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 model that they saw in the us initially they had a lot of difficulties like just to register a company used to take uh, one month earlier today it takes five days it's faster than the united states now so in the in the us you take seven days including the irs registration in india is a single window clearance now now but the biggest challenge today for the indian startups and the indian unicorns today is the raising of capital uh the the 
the liquidity in the markets is not there to such an extent to raise capital and the angel investors are not that many for the Indian investors. Despite that, despite that we have 90 and, and it's growing now 110 now. So and and uh, the, 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 the point is that if the financing by the big corporates increases, like in, in, in the US, the the biggest funders for a unicorn are the large uh, privately owned uh, privately owned invest venture capitalistic firm venture capital firms and you know much better than me because you're from the financial space and if you look at the sequoia capital or the, or the trinity partners like these are the two three big firms here in india we don't have that ecosystem because because money uh is still it is controlled the fdis are still controlled in those kind of entities are that the framework is not there if that is resolved i am sure that the indian unicorn success story will be the number one story of the world uh, most of the american unicorns are funded by individuals private individuals mostly private individuals and also large firms in india that culture has not yet come in I have not seen uh, the LNTs of the world doing that. Uh, the next phase of uh, the unicorn revolution in India is going to be in the manufacturing sector and the agriculture sector, because that's where India needs uh, the local entrepreneurship to create large-scale products, which they were going to stop buying from China and other Southeast Asian countries. So that is a big phase coming over there. You can... No, you are you are absolutely right. There were there were several factors that were not allowing uh, the this entire entrepreneurship and innovation sector to go up. Primarily because there were serious uh, limited funding opportunities, you know, and everything was structured through the banking system or the government support. And government is not a PE firm, you know, like uh, government cannot be a PE firm or a venture capitalist. As a result of which, you know, you had so many constraints which were self-imposed and uh, you know you had to do that so as a result of which there was another social factor that most of the college graduates immediately went up for the big salaries that the mncs and it sectors offered so that was a very matter of great pride you know like million dollar salary and you know crore salary and that also boosted of your your so your your marketability in the marriage market you know, so the, the, all these things work towards discouraging people from risk taking. That's right. And I think this uh, lockdown produced by COVID also produced a role, made a significant dent in the job market. Also because, hey, might as well start doing something on the healthcare sector. So the social awareness became much more. And now because of the technology available, because the technology creating possibilities, the, the whole thing burst open. People are now able to, people are now able to fulfill the demand and supply of services. And I'm definitely sure you refer to the market, manufacturing part, that will also come about. But let's talk about one thing very important. What do you, there is one thing which is important, you know, like there was a company, I'm forgetting the name, but as soon as I get it, I will tell you, they listed on NASDAQ 
500 or 50 or some number of people become millionaires overnight in uh, after but then the market, uh, the stock valuation went up. They are no longer millionaires either. So what is happening now in India is, is with the billion dollar valuation, a lot of people are landing in money. And since they were the previous have-nots, they are now understanding the ecosystem in which they realize that I can myself be a unicorn tomorrow. So there is an element of healthy competition also supporting and money is available to become angel investors. So that cultural shift is going to happen in India, which is a very good thing because it will have a major impact on the psychological dimension of Indians because we were mostly jealous people. We were jealous of other people's success. Now when you see that, my goodness, anybody can be a billionaire provided we put our effort, skills, and you know value systems we can do it. President Obama may have said, we, yes, we can. India is realizing, yes, we can, and we are doing it. And I think that's a major psychological shift happening in India towards entrepreneurship and innovation, because that's important. Your thoughts on that? So I'll just like to update the statistics, actually. 20% yeah. of all American unicorns have an Indian founder, 20%. 20%, okay. That's okay, not not five. The Stanford. That's why I said the Stanford information is is maybe past. Okay. Uh, the 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 one of the things which you correctly mentioned. See the areas where Indians excel, and again, I it comes down to their culture, the Hindu culture of mm. mathematics. Yeah. Uh, shloka, Sanskrit. Now that's where it it comes boils down to. Our fintech. Uh, fintech, health tech. But they are not good in services. Services is not their domain. Uh, somehow, uh, India, when it comes to services, the, the Indian culture is mostly doing it for free, like serving the elderly for free. So it's part of the culture to not charge for those kind of services. Now, if you look at the Chinese uh, startups, most of the Chinese startups funded by the Chinese Communist Party, and I can take any name, I've got almost 35 names here, majority of them are charging services, majority of them, mm -hmm. and and uh, which is uh, culturally divergent for India. So most of the Indian startups are in the net value addition domain, net value addition. That means there's something really new product and something really uh, uh, like some, something brand new to the offering to the market, a product. Most of the Chinese are services. Most of the American firms are services, not products. So in that way, I think the Indian uh, unicorn system is going to stand out in the world. It's more research and development based. Unfortunately, I think Indian government has to learn that the research and development is always funded by the taxpayers' money. And, and then the private capital comes in. But the, all the initialization of research is in the U.S. also, the government aids them through grants, and that's how it works here in the U.S. So that where, that's where I think the Indian government, if they do it, Indian entrepreneurs will be even more happier to do that, even more happier. Because what an entrepreneur needs is, after the product is launched, the first six months of salaries. Very simple investment. That's what the American banks do, SBA. That's what they do, six to eight months of salary they fund. 
if that kind of ecosystem comes in India, I think it's <clears> unbeatable. <throat> Second is the insurance. Uh, this is one area which Indian, there is no, sorry about that. Uh, there is no culture of insurance in India. And uh, even though it is coming up in a big way, but the corporate and business risk insurance is that's where it is making the Western unicorn succeed more than India. The, the third aspect is the patent rights. Patent, I think Indian patent system is still very nascent. It's not internationally recognized. And I think India will have to work on that so that the Indian uh, patents get recognized all over the world, including US, and they're enforceable by law. If these three things happens, then we'll see the Indian unicorns rise up. Still, most of the CEOs or startup founders in India feel that the USA is the best place to start a company. Still, they feel that way because of excess of capitals, excess of patent laws, and also the third is insurance because these three are very much needed. If these three things are resolved, then I think we have replaced UK. We are going to replace US also in, in no time. And we, I'm saying the Indians. Indians. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And that is what is important here to bear in mind is the, the cultural thing I emphasize a lot. Uh, the innovation and entrepreneurship. My definition of innovation and entrepreneurship is mine, okay? You are hearing it perhaps for the first time. Innovation is all about identifying and observing what is needed and doing something about it. That comes to the research. That you said the government supports that. You know, it is like whether it's night vision, goggles, it, or the armed forces requirement, which is most of the research in the US has been driven. Army has been the driving force for that. We are the buyers of that technology. But the driver of that technology, whether it's a night vision goggles or you know the you know the you know the what do you call the marines or the SEAL teams, they do the you know swimming, all kinds of warfare, they have been responsible for the innovation cycle. If you notice, there used to be a 10-year gap between the release of technology from defense to civilian area, now it is less than three years. You know, think about it, GPS system itself. It used to cost so much money. Now it is automatically installed everywhere. That's the important part that the government in India must take up of funding the startups. But there is a NASCOM information that there are 40,000 startups in India right now. And the startup nation, you know, the book was written by the Israelis on the startup nation. Uh, India has become the startup country as a whole, but that has huge potential to do that. And, uh, you know, 40,000 new startups, which is great, which is what the wealth creation in India will happen. These, the other part, which was also very important, is the fact that, you know, as the, as the support system comes, research comes, the handholding is also important. The fear of failure, that cultural shift also must happen in India. And I think people are beginning to realize. One of the things that happens in America is that country loves, this country loves the comeback kids. Failure is not a stigma, is not a social stigma. Businesses will fail for factors beyond their control. In India, failure is a stigma. And as a result of which, you don't get a second chance. If we began to introduce that concept that if you are trying, you will fail, 
the strike rate in any business is not more than 30%, whether it's sports or any arena. Only those who have a better strike rate have a better record. So to make the strike rate, India needs to shift from that culture as well. That somebody is doing something, let's recognize that. It may succeed, may fail. You play a match, you win or lose. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean you get condemned. And that's something which is very important in the Indian culture to bring about that only if you fail, then only you can succeed. Try and try again. Sometimes the success comes. How do you think that can be brought about? Since we talked about Sanatan culture and we, we are introducing that element here in this conversation, that our culture is responsible for the entrepreneurship and innovation. That's what is important. And the entrepreneurship definition is the innovator is observing the bleeding obvious and does something about it, finds a way. Entrepreneur is the one who takes their entire innovation to market. Go ahead. See, uh, the only culture in the world which is based on giving, including giving to Bhagawan, is Sanatan Dharma. It is everywhere you ask. It is everywhere you say, God give me my daily bread. We do prayers for everything. Sanatan Dharma is the only culture where we want to give something to Bhagawan. Like that, we don't ask anything. That's our prayers. Prayers, we take the Harinam, we don't give. Now, you one thing you mentioned about the Indian uh you know, I work with a lot of young people, part of from many various sides through the non-profit, from the for-profit. There is a one palpable change I see in last twenty years. Twenty years back, I was a crazy risk taker. I was considered the crazy man, risk taker, who is out there to become a beggar. You know, that's what people used to live on. You know, I'm going to throw everything out and I'll be out in the streets very shortly. And I lived my life like that. I enjoyed it. And uh, I never worried about tomorrow to a large extent. But today's generation in India is a big risk taker. It's not like what we were seeing before. These guys have watched Shark Tanks. They have watched every single American show which is there. Highly motivated lot. Go to the IIT Mumbai campus or go to IIT Kharagpur campus. Even the B-grade engineering schools. And But where they lack is right now is the infrastructure support. See, one thing, you can, you can be very creative. You can come up with a new product. You can come up with all kinds of things new. But how to take it to the market is the biggest challenge. And that's where Americans succeed. And that's where I see that the, the American-Indian collaboration has to be on the equal level. Americans can sell a comb to a bald man. And I've learned marketing and sales from them. Because these are very good salesmen. In India, the ethics is so strongly built into Sanatan Dharma. So strong Dharma. Where even if we want to do something and we want to sell something, there is an inhibition that whether it is right or wrong, whether the concept of right and wrong is ingrained. Now, which is a very good thing because it creates conscientious products it creates conscientious services. In the American context or the Western context, that right or wrong aspect is not there. Only the money aspect is there. So, the, you know, what I see on the risk side is that I would expect an Indian entrepreneur or the startup person to, 
to create different messaging for the different parts of the world. Like for example, for the West, the money plays a very important role in the West. Everything is bought or sold. But for rest of the world, I'm talking about all the countries except Europe, uh, Africa, and these are the great markets where the value and ethics and the, and the def definition of right or wrong plays a very important role in, in their psyche. And that's where Indian unicorns are going to succeed. Because Indian unicorns, like I said, like products are built on the mindset of the, of the person. And, uh, and if the sense of right or wrong is so strongly ingrained that there should be nothing wrong doing to others, then the American model is not going to work for Indians. And that's why Indians will stand out and that's what it is selling also. That's where people are buying from the Indian startup because they know these guys are ethical. You know, it brings back to the old Persian story that India was known for truth and justice, not for gold. Well, truth and justice are gold in their own right. <laughs> As I was taught uh, in my work life is that, you know, trust and integrity are the only capital that you have as a banker. Otherwise, you are going to a rich man for his part of the business. Don't ever think that he's a fool. Don't take him for granted because he will see through your lies in immediately. However, I will come to the, the, the other important element. You talk about the risk factor. You know, it is great to be unicorns, to have established a billion dollar valuation and established a market for a new product or service, whatever it is. But important part is sustainability. You mentioned the word risk. You were known as that the guy wants to become poor, you know, that kind of a risk taking. But there are three very prominent words which are used in the world of innovation and entrepreneurship that if you are the leader leading a product or service in the marketplace, you have to be cautious about three elements. Those three risk, uh, risk attitudes that is called being risk aware, being risk intelligent, and being risk ready, right? These three things will always help you take decisions better, a better decision. Leadership of, uh, you know, you, if you are a unicorn, you have a leadership element in you. And as you advance in your business, your business becomes from billion to 15 billion, the organizational structure changes. These three things are very important. Risk intelligent, risk aware, and risk ready. I will start with the risk ready part of it. Risk ready doesn't mean that you know already what is going to happen. Risk ready is a state of mind and a state of preparedness that if this were to happen, that's what I'm going to do. Or if something unforeseen happens, then you immediately gather around to come to a conclusion as to what needs to be done. It's not about throwing your hand and hands and legs about. It's about becoming calmer. It's about becoming more controlled and be control of the situation. And risk intelligent is the analysis of what is possible. What can happen and to seize the moment and seize the opportunity. And risk awareness is that when you are doing something, there will be a fallout. There will be a consequence. These three elements, if the entrepreneur or the innovator becomes more conscious about, his decision-making ability becomes better. 
And once your decision-making ability becomes better, guess what happens? Your returns on investment, your capital, everything begins to become better. Efficient and effective goes together. So that's what is important going forward as the saying goes. You know, it is good to have as many unicorns. It's good to be a great founder. But the question is, it, as the famous book says, it takes time to become from good to great. So what suggestions, if any, you would like to share from your risk side that you have taken? And, uh, you know, and I can definitely say, because we work in that arena, is how do we take the next step? Just financial valuation is one element. But how do you make the change, the impact? See, a banker's perspective on risk is completely different than an entrepreneur's perspective on risk. Totally different. You know, risk is an industry in banking. You are, yes. nothing can nothing can tell you more than that. You, know, you are you are a banker. Yeah. So the, <coughs> if you're an entrepreneur, things like a banker, is no company is going to come out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's my favorite sentence. No entrepreneur ever became successful after talking to banker exactly. or lawyer. Nothing or will lawyer. move forward. <laughs> All these three are enemies of entrepreneurship. Exactly. I am not that. I'm talking about the risk aware, risk intelligent, and risk ready. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a risk taker myself. I've taken enormous risk in funding a company. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a different side of it. You're, yes, it you're coming from the abundance. Most of the entrepreneurs have nothing to lose. You see what I'm saying? This is the last house they had. They already mortgaged it. Uh, they gave it to somebody. So, so uh, low, lean. They put a lean on their own house to work. That's how the entrepreneur works. So right. he's, he's uh, on the other spectrum of all these three things. Correct. So he knows that uh, you know he's risk aware, he's risk intelligent, he can manage the risk. But he throws all of them out. So the only thing works for an entrepreneur is zeal. Like I have to get this done. This is the need of the hour. And I'm, go I'm going to deliver these services which will make life better. That's the only perspective in the mind of an entrepreneur. If someone doesn't have that perspective and is looking for safety, then that person should not be in this space at all. Because, because this safety is not here. Safety may come later on, but initially there's no safety. That's why there are no new unicorns coming in the U.S. market. Very few are coming out because people are all playing safe. And safety is the, is, is, you know, I'm, I still find, found a couple of companies. So the, the safety is the last thing we look for. Because if you're looking for safety, you're not going to create anything new. But you're right in terms of it cannot be a blind risk. It cannot be a poker. Where you put a dice out and you wait for somebody to open the cards. That is definitely not there. I mean, I mean, you do market studies, you do business planning, you do all kinds of worst case scenarios. You do that, and that's why you're following all the three things. And so the the uh, the again, I will come back to the Indian unicorns, uh, even me. Uh, that the the biggest thing which the Indian unicorns have today. Uh, like you spoke about the innovation, I say that the innovation comes from the past. Innovation is that nobody has seen the future. Therefore, you see the past things and just improve upon it something. 
and that becomes innovation. Hindi, you call it jugar. And, and that's how you slowly, slowly, slowly improvise and create a new thing out in the market. Another thing, the society after COVID-19 has moved away from micro services and micro products because, and, and that's where the Chinese are focusing on, Chinese are focusing on micro products, like a small enhancement, a new type of helmet, a new type of uh, gloves, maybe gloves have some knuckles on it. This is what the Chinese and uh, most Chinese are focusing on, these kind of products, plastic products, and somewhere they're using AI for drone dances in the sky, all those kinds of things they are doing. Now, the Indian entrepreneurs, I see a real, real change. Like, for example, I, I'll take one. I don't take any company's name, but I think those guys will understand where I'm, what I'm coming, asking, actually. So there is a unicorn in India which focused on financial uh, empowerment. Now, that particular unicorn, uh, when they focus on financial empowerment, they created a new service which made it easy for people to send and receive money based on the phone number, which is very unique, very unique concept. And it, it, it like sold like anything in India. Now, that kind of uh, thinking is very indigenous, it's very pertinent, and that is being copied over all over the world outside the US. US is the only country where cell phone cannot be used as a basis of payment. And because of various laws they have and also the banking systems are not ready. And, and the, 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 the risk systems of the US, especially in the banking sector, Basel three framework, Basel four, and all those kind of Basel frameworks you have. Now, those frameworks also desist the U.S. in creating new products in this, in this particular area. Now, probably, if Indian fintechs want to succeed, if India creates a parallel to SWIFT, SWIFT is controlled by the U.S. and there's another system controlled by the Europe, there is no Asian system. If Rupay or RUPAY becomes the international system for Asia, then the Indian fintech investors will have a run, free run. Until that happens, there is a fintech is restricted. I agree with you. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of changes required on the Asian side. You know, like every innovation, most of them comes from the Western world and the United States. Uh, they lay down the, the term sheet, if I may say so for how the business to be operated upon. And you're, everybody is just piggybacking on that. Piggybacking. That's what is important. But what is interesting right now is, you know, to give fairness to the to Nanda Nilekani, who gave the phrase, the world is flat. Technology has made the world flat. It's not the, some religions believe that the, it's the earth is flat. That's not the part but it is driven by the technology element in the usage part of it. You rightly said, this has become the tool. People are using this kind of a tool. The whole universe opens up with this. And whole universe shuts down when we shut down this instrument. What is important is that, you know, the math and science thing is making Indians interact more on the FinTech part of it. It's coming naturally because 
from the banking and finance side, India was a very deprived country till I was there. I know that. You always operated under such immense constraints that even as a foreign banker, we didn't have any right to launch any product or service without a Reserve Bank of India clearances. But we did without breaking the law. I did. I created a couple of products which benefited the client's needs. We didn't break the law. We didn't break the law. I, I can proudly say today that the first ever factoring transaction in India was done by me. And I was so well supported by my teammates in to come to that idea to make it all happen. A totally non-secured business of $20 million given to a company. We started a business and it was after the, we did that business that RBS Circular came. What is your opinion on 10 questions about how to start factoring in India? You know, although India had a bill discounting scheme anyway. So I take, the, I take pride in saying I could not claim the credit, but we innovated with products to meet with clients' needs. And the client needs in India are immense. Immense. So it is very natural for that to happen. And I agree with you that India has to come up with its own payment methodology. And therefore, I was delighted when I came to know that even in the crypto field, India has its own uh, coin DCX. I'm so delighted. I'm involved with a couple of crypto ventures and uh, some very interesting. I can't talk about it here. But I believe that crypto and the fintech revolution is what will catapult India big time for the simple reason that technology's growth you cannot stop. The two things that happen universally every day, growth of technology and aging. Tomorrow we will be all one day older whether we like it or not. You cannot arrest the growth of time and you cannot arrest the growth of technology. And fintech is all about technology speeding up the financial transactions. So think about it from this point of view. For what was a banker's job? I don't know you as a buyer in the United States or from India. So I chose Punjab National Bank or whatever bank. Correspondent, correspondent bank here. They're satisfied that, yes, the buyer is authentic. He has money to pay you. And that's what the banking was all about. Now I don't need it. You and I can talk. I can show you my bank statement. I don't need the bank anymore. I can transfer the funds to you. So the banking industry is facing an existential threat. So talk about that part a little bit more on this, that for Indian companies to really become an Apple or a Google in that sense, there are a lot of management steps have to be done. A lot of significant steps have to be taken. And that's where our expertise is. How do you grow from a billion to 10? Just because you are a billion doesn't mean you will become 10. You can also go down the tube. And that's where the risk readiness comes from to face the eventuality. It's not about caution. It's not about safety. It's about being ready. So, so one of the things is uh, most of the I always, uh, most of the Indian entrepreneurs and the startup founders they have to stop copying the Western models. Uh, in the West, health is a privilege, not a right. In in the Indian culture, Sanatan Dharma culture, health is a right, not a privilege. Health is a good health is a right of every single individual. 
So that's where the Western mindset and the Indian mindset differs. Probably that kind of mindset will come in the US also, where health is not a privilege. But right now it is not there. So the same commercial models, the pricing models that work in the US is not going to work in India. So we have to come up with an alternative way, the Indian way of creating unicorns. And believe me, that will have more buyers across the world, may not have that many in the United States, but you'll still get more customers all over the world. Think of it as, as, a, uh, as, a, as a value, uh, as a value-based sales. Mm-hmm. And also the American sales models are not going to work in the world. American sales models rely a lot on financing from American banks and which is not available for most of the countries of the world. Most of the countries have to save to buy anything expensive. Even buying a fridge is a big task for most of the countries of the world because they have to pay the hard cash. Now, that is probably even today. And I'm talking about millions in South America, millions in Asia, millions in India. So Indian entrepreneurs and unicorns currently are disconnected from their own populations. They're trying to serve the Western markets because that's where the profit is. But that's not going to succeed in the long run. And uh, like what happened with the Indian manufacturing. Indian manufacturing started, India was the first industrialized country of the world before China and everything else happened, even Russia. But today we are way back in industrialization. The reason is the, the 70 years of a idiotic governments in India, completely idiotic, they continue to peddle the socialistic framework, which made everybody poor. Now, for the first time since 2017, now we are seeing a resurgence where the government again took inspiration from the West, but created an Indianized version of it. And that's where the success happened. And uh, since you're talking only about the Indian unicorn successes, and I can see that most of the unicorn successes which have happened today in India are pretty much desi in, a, in, in their outlook. I mean, those products and things cannot be sold in the U.S. But the idea came from the U.S., the, the, the Western uh, innovation, it came from there. But it has to be Indianized to a large extent. Plus, we have to also think, that how to sell the Indian-minded products to the West. So the commercial models can be, I'll tell you one very good example of Japanese export. Very simple, sticks and the automated noodle maker, soup maker. Very much Japanese idea. and But it has become mainstream by the American appliances now. KitchenAid is selling them all over the place. So, so that kind of reverse sales and is going to be a big thing in the in the American context. See the uh, most of the innovation of India, the startups of India, they're killed by the Western uh, ideas because of financial regulatory framework and also lack of protection of patent rights in India. And if that are imposed from India to the West, things are going to change a lot. I totally agree with you. The, 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 the patent thing is a very funny one because wisdom and knowledge was imparted through words in India. We did not need patent laws. It was covered by passing on from me to you and you to onwards, right? So I did not. I know it, it dies with me, lives with me, right? But you are right. We are living in 21st century. And, uh, you know, it is, it is great 
but I'm not going to rest on laurels. Just because I have 54 or 100 unicorns in India, that's not the end of story. That is the beginning of a story. That's, going to, that beginning, that's going to triple in three years. Exactly. So that, that particular thing is also required for sustainability purposes. So, and I'll give you one example. This is a real live example. I was told to help a business in India. This is a real example. That business was worth 500 crores. The gentleman who was running the business was very happy, self-satisfied that I have Mercedes, I have BMW, I don't need anything more. My kids are studying in the US. Bhagwan ne mujhe sab kuch diya hai aur mujhe nahi karna hai. These are his exact words. And I said to him only one thing, God has given you everything, but did God tell you to stop at 500 crores? That is your decision. God did not tell you. But you can use your knowledge, experience, and expertise to grow the business from 500 to 1,000 crores. Yeah. Right? He says, yes, I can do that. And what prevents you? You will create more job creation. You will create more people uh, opportunity to work with you, and you will grow. What's wrong in achieving your full potential? And I said, how much time will it take you to grow your double your business if you continued as you are? He said, it will take me seven years. And I said, what if you change certain management practices and certain style of working, you could become double in three and a half years. He said, I would love to do that. Because he was suffering from lack of confidence at that point in time. Trust me when I say that. He grew to double the business in a shorter time frame. And that is only because you change your management practice. So for our unicorns to become global entities, as you said, they have to take certain very strong management decisions. And I don't mean to say that they have to, they have to adopt Western management standards. I'm saying common sense wisdom. Common sense wisdom, if I have to grow, I have to do certain things. That's simple. There is no genius required to, to understand that. You know, like as, as a wonderful management consultant said, life lessons are all there in our own texts. Learn it. And we do that work. Point which I'm trying to make is what must be done to make this unicorn successes a very translatable experience for the rest to follow and how they become the apples of the world. So India needs approximately 30,000 unicorns in the next 10 years, 30,000 to remove the poverty and to also uh, bring the quality of life back up. India needs that many startups right now, uh, unicorns, I'm not startups, unicorns. Uh, the the role of public sector you know unless it is reformed uh, you know it's it's a very expensive business public mm -hmm. sector is a very expensive business because it runs on taxpayers money and so everything is free in a public sector the accountability is very less because you are you are under the political masters who have the mandate of the people so people have already mandated you to spend the money so it's, it's a accountability is zero in those kind of scenarios. So the the role of private sector cannot be ignored, especially in the area of defense, which India is one of the, is the third largest buyer in the world today. 
expenditure wise and uh, the third largest buyer they need to they need that in india and also india can be a good option or or a alternative to other countries now i'll give one example like i don't see a unicorn in the space of passenger aircrafts aircrafts have always been my fun thing but a passenger aircraft companies are not the other than two one is european one is american third one is chinese and the fourth one is russian there are four countries or in brazil also to some brazil extent well. there's now i was going in to Canada say that, also, yes. to some extent bombardier is there yes but there is no country other than these european powered countries except china there is no other country so china is also trying with the c191 or something like that they're trying so india has to come up in the passenger segment area which and you the west will never give you the technology the west will never give you west is a salesman they can sell you something with conditions with caveats so that area we need a lot of unicorns where we can create you know we have done a very good job indians have done a good job in four wheelers two wheelers uh, now we need to get up in the wings and some good job <laughs> in the wings now that's true you know there are so many things you know like uh, i i would say that i would not now uh, you know you know the, the, there is a car industry needs to ha- something needs to happen particularly uh-huh. particularly when the uh, internal combustion engine machine and all those kind of things is no long is going to wave fall by the wayside yeah and solar power and tesla kind of electrical thing will come this is the time for india to come up with its own model of cars you know there are this is one area which india can do wonders because you need batteries now and uh, you know you will be happy to know that i'm working with some entity on the crypto side for manufacturing high storage batteries and that even the big companies have come out that the big companies are now you know doing battery work because that is required and our crypto is designed for that purpose only so the point which i am trying to make is understanding the future you can definitely make a shift but the management consult management part is very important you know you said that india needs 30000 more unicorns that's perfectly fine we also need in next 10 years in next 10 years i'm saying that india needs to make sure that the existing 100 from a billion dollar valuation they reach 100 billion valuation that also is required you don't want that those 50 have disappeared that will not help the remaining 50 that are coming forward because then the then the end also will be visible we want to see that no this one can become 100 and every 1 billion can become another 100 billion that's where the wealth creation and the economic growth can happen and that comes through installing performance based culture and being aware of the decisions that you take that's what is critical for uh, the unicorns to understand that yes you and i as individuals could run the business in a particular way but the time changes technology changes are we adapting to that or not so the, how do you see that happening and how do you think that these young people uh, you know uh, you know what do you call uh, uh, how will this change the things to happen 
Well, the new generation is uh, very savvy in, in many ways. And, and I think uh, they are very good managers. They've shown it. And Indians are known to be good managers. I mean, the Indians are known to manage large corporations as well as they are known to stick to a discipline. It's a very disciplined community. Uh, and I'm also happy with all the things happening in the American universities and campuses on uh, caste and all those things. More and more ideas are moving to India. So it's, it's a good thing for India. They're, they're actually... <laughs> I, was going to, I was going to talk about that part because, you know, it has become rampant, starting from your own California, actually. California is a villain of the peace in so far as Hindus are concerned. California is nobody's now. It's, it's God's, God's now. God's will it is running or Saturn's right. will. It, it, the point of the matter is very simple, that Californians are not realizing how badly they are hurting America. That's what wokeism does to you. Because none of these 90 or 100 unicorns in India have anything to do with the caste. I have never asked you your caste. You have never asked me my caste. And I don't even know who you are from the caste perspective. We are talking to each other as professionals. That's what is important. And these people are regressing. I pity those people who are forcing the caste, caste issue in America. It will indeed benefit India as it ought to. As it ought to. So the point of the matter here is, is uh, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, I'm requesting console to find out why the super chat button is absent. Uh, so Adventure Time has asked me and Adventure Time is, has always asked questions with Sanjay Dixit Ji as well. So console, would you please look up into the matter of why the super chat button is off? And I have not made my usual plea to people. Share, subscribe to the channel, J Jaipur Dialogue USA. We have crossed 10,300 subscribers and looking forward to much bigger jump. And I'm very happy to say that we are going to be talking about issues which are not only politics and, uh, and uh, you know, religion, but issues which are important for all of us. And I want to have your feedback on it. What issues do you want to talk about? You know, so this is important. Caste is something that we will talk about later. And that's an important part. What is happening with the caste things, you know, coming to the end of this segment of the show today? What is bothering California? They're seeming to be proud about the caste thing. And I have been saying to the world around that one of the reasons of success for Indians in America is that they don't have to worry about the caste factor at all. Well, this is the ploy by the American Islamic organizations. So they want to shame the Hindus because, see, all over the world, they have been shamed for the terror links. So they all want to say that Hindus also have a problem of caste and the Hindus are also a very terribly bad society. Right. But they fail to, they fail to explain that, uh, that why they have four marriages and why women are inferior in their culture. They don't seem to explain. So this is out of that deep sense of insecurity that the caste thing is brought in. It has nothing to do with social justice. It has nothing to do with inequity. Inequities are rampant in their culture. Inequities are rampant in the Christian culture. And racism was the principal ploy of the church to subjugate the blacks. Mm. You know, we all know that. And, uh, and uh, there are black churches separate from the white. So from all this guilt, they are saying, why separate Hindus from that? So let us include Hindus. So this is what is going on. And we, we, we have to, as an Indian American community, we have to also use the law to counter these people. 
because it cannot be done without law. This is illegal they are doing. They are institutionalizing caste system. And the biggest loss will be the loss of Indian entrepreneurs. And, and they will go back to their country. What is going to happen? What happened in 98? They reject, they refused India the nuclear technology. India built nuclear weapons. And this is what is going to happen. So they may win now, but they're going to be perpetually the slave of the Indian firms in the future. Uh, no, the time is up, so there is uh, no more time to continue. I apologize to Adventure Time and others who did not see the super chat working. Uh, you know, we are now, you are open to ask questions on the super chat and would encourage you to do so as we increase the frequency of our shows in the US. I would definitely want your help, support in, you know, bringing issues to the fore. And the cost thing is one such thing. Uh, I, I, you said about legal part of it. There are there are people, and I'm also part of that process, uh, where we are going to challenge this. Uh, uh, ask a, you know, go to the legal aspect of it. The law, the lawsuits are being filed. Akshay Ghate, yes, you can ask a question if you want to. I will take that question and before I close the shop. Go ahead, Akshay. Anyway, well, we are out of time now. Uh, so my apologies to all the people who could not ask a question. Uh, next week, we will make sure, next time, we will make sure that all segments are open. Aditya Ji, thank you for joining here. And as I always say, Satyamay Vijayate, we believe in it and we will triumph. Uh, and I, my, uh, my submission to all the unicorns is, don't be satisfied by achieving the status of unicorn. Think about how you would become a hundred billion dollar company so that you can support another hundred another hundred unicorns in India. That's the way the wealth is created. That's the way the opportunity is created. Thank you very much. Have a great week ahead. Same to you. Awesome. Thank you. Press the bell icon on YouTube and don't miss another update.